3: This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard on v Sin.
4: Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on v Sin, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Pauly Howard live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. And right into it today, Pauly, right into it with what happened late last night in the NBA. It's a uh, pretty significant story. Not only did the Suns lose, okay, so that's a story in and of itself as they were huge favorites last night, up by five at halftime. But the reason why they probably lost, other than the defense in the second half, was because Devin Booker did not come back for the third quarter. And that dude was ridiculous last night. He had 31 points, including seven threes at halftime. Uh, couldn't miss. Guy was phenomenal. One of the best players in the NBA. He's going to be first-team All-NBA this year. Doesn't come back. Has the hammy. And I got to tell you, as of right now, like we know nothing. Right? I mean, there are. I don't see a series price. Anywhere, And I don't know why a book would hang anything as of right now because we don't know the extent of the injury. And uh, based on what I heard today driving into the show nationally, people don't care. I couldn't believe it. I gave three different networks a chance today other than VEASAN. Not a peep. I didn't hear a peep about Devin Booker's injury. Nope. Christ, if that's LeBron James, it's 24-7 news. Ah,
5: I would also question the PD, the program director as well. Because the NBA just had their best opening weekend, first round since 2011. And the ratings were off the charts for the Nets Celtics game. So, this is a team that won 64 games. Last year was a war of attrition. Who can survive the injuries, right? So, a team that won 64 games and is the one seed, who knows what, what his status is going to be and if he comes back Friday or when he returns in the series. I saw as high as 4,800 series price before game two, risking 4,800 to win 100 on the Suns to win the series. Now, Paul said they should have won the game anyways. Uh, Monty said it was the worst transition defense we've played since I've been here. Mm-hmm. But Ingram, who's t- become a great player since leaving Los Angeles, has thirty-seven, eleven, and nine. They are uh, almost four to one on the money line. This thing—imagine if the one—I mean, upsets rarely happen in the NBA, but a, a huge injury can change us. And the other thing is, Chris Paul appears to be cursed. This guy can't get a championship. Isn't this incredible? Yeah, no,
4: nobody runs colder than Chris Paul. Yeah, you're right. It's nuts. The guy—the guy has been. I think <laughs> it was David Aldridge who said. Chris Paul was phenomenal like 18 years ago. He was phenomenal 15 years ago. He was great 12, great 10, great 5. He's great now. He's had an, uh, He's truly one of the best players of all time in the NBA, one of the best point guards. Put him wherever you want. I don't really care, but he's that good. And this just happens to him like every single year. Up 2-0 last year against the Bucs. Uh, running into Curry so many times in the playoffs, which could happen again this year. But then the yep. best player on the team, like they could survive. Paul's awesome but we saw him go down for a while and they were fine without him cuz Booker can turn into the point guard and they're deep and they have tons of other talent but you take legitimately one of the best players off
5: the team in the entire league Booker and that, now what how do you replace him yep they should still win the series uh they still have enough but this would be probably the biggest upset in NBA history we, we when you look at the records i mean it's 64 wins compared to a team that was what 14 12 games under 500 yeah. so it's that started 1 and 12 on the season but And the other thing is, you know, we'll play uh, the controversial, outlandish, outrageous comments from Woj later in the show. Hey, Woj, do some digging into Scott Foster. This should be mathematically impossible, going back to the Chris Paul. Chris Paul has lost 14 playoff games in a row, officiated by Scott Foster. Mm -hmm. Mathematically impossible. Ten-point favorite last night. Good teams. It goes all the way back to when he was in New Orleans. Good teams in Houston. How is this possible? He once said... It's impossible. It, you're right. He once said they came to see him. Everyone pays to see Fo- Scott Foster. Sure. And, and the, the history there. But that is ridiculous. 14 in a row now. Mm-hmm.
4: That's why I said yesterday on the show, when we're talking about these Game 3s that we have coming up uh, in Toronto, as they're down 0-2, and also the Nuggets at home against the Warriors, like, I, who, who will the NBA put on these games?
5: How will they flip? Well,
4: that's another now, thing. Come on. Th- Adam
5: Silver, come on. You can't allow that to happen. Remember the Danny Crawford thing with Dallas? It was like two and twenty-four when Crawford was on a Mavs playoff game. Right. This cannot happen. There is something going on here. It's not a good look for the league. Get him off those games. Yeah, don't put him on Chris what? Paul games. Yes. Then yes, right. But uh, my God, Pelicans, uh, Jazz, second round. Oh, I hope not. Well, but okay. Is... So ho-
4: hopefully the Hammy is okay. Obviously, we never want to root injury upon anybody in any sport. But then we're talking again about one of the best players in the entire league. I, I, again, we don't know. He could bounce back and be okay for game three. Otherwise, we could find out some news later on this morning where it's like, yeah, it doesn't look very good for Devin Booker. The whole thing mm. stinks. And again, he had yep. 31 at halftime. Now, for those of you who stayed up last night, right? And this was uh, you know, on the East Coast, not very easy. For some of us here on the West Coast, maybe the same thing. We're up this early in the morning. But when that news was announced, either you saw it maybe on Twitter or they said it on the broadcast. That doesn't really allow the algorithm to catch up. And you had an opportunity if you thought, well, Booker is not coming back for the third quarter. I got to bet Pelicans right now. That was the smart play. That was the way to approach it, thinking that he was going to mean so much for a half a basket. Now, the Suns are good enough to beat the Pelicans still in a series like you talked about. But for one game when the defense was so bad in the second half, and you take out Mm -hmm. the guy who had 31 at halftime, Pelicans can come back and win that game, and they did. Mm -hmm. So credit goes to them.
5: It was a good in-play opportunity.
4: Yes. Yep. The the foster thing is just come on absolutely bonkers, man. It's terrible. How could that happen? Mm-hmm. And why is he on these games? Put him on a different series. I'll give you a bad beat from last night, and I mentioned this on the show yesterday. I thought thirty six and a half was too low for Devin Booker's points, rebounds, and assists. Now if you bet his points prop over it got there at halftime. Oh yes. But he had thirty one one and one at halftime to combine for thirty three.
5: Oh. Huh. Doesn't get any more huh. to go over. Oh uh, Trey Young was tough. Uh yes. 25 one. And a half Pinters, he had 18 at halftime. Finished with 25. Correct. Right, and then yep. uh, couldn't make a shot at the end there. When they were getting blown out, and no fouled down 10 with 45 seconds. Well, how
4: about the Heat covering that yeah. game though? Because yeah. Yeah. that yes. was that was 104 to
5: 101. Uh huh. And it was kind of up in the. It was definitely up in the
4: air with a few minutes to go. And then just everything went wrong for the Hawks, and everything went for the went right for the Heat, and they covered, which another phenomenal stat this morning. And Mark Andrew uh Mark Lawrence put us on this a long time ago this season. If you go back to last year, but this year alone, Owen forty one, the Hawks, ATS, when they what what's the stat again? How does it go? No, oh, the losses, yeah. But yeah. uh, they, 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 right, they have losses. not they have not covered a single game in their losses this yes.
5: year. Yeah, Owen twenty two ATS is a dog, and they are dogs in game three. More there on that go. coming up. So do you want if you want to take the two on Friday. Uh but this Mark Lawrence told us about it and then there was a couple there was one guy in particular who was doing some digging because it goes back a couple years oh, it does yeah about if they're an underdog they don't cash tickets it's crazy mm-hmm. and then if, but if they're favored they cover rarely does the point spread ever come into play yep. it's like 2 3 years mm-hmm. with the Atlanta Hawks this is also mathematically impossible you would think but once again it it, it happens again but mark the, the guy who did the digging and he can send the tweets in again because the guy did so much homework. Uh, you can tweet at us at Visa Live or at, at a, either guy here. Uh, it, it's absurd that 0-22, ATS is a dog this year and going back a couple yep. seasons. Um, and now they're, they're dogs in game three, although I do like them. All time in the NBA. Best of seven. When you're up 2-0, you're 93% to win the series. Although the Clippers and the Bucks rallied twice from down 0-2 last year. Mm-hmm. Atlanta is 0-25 all time when down 0-2. Miami 17-0. Wow. But I, I would I think the Hawks, with the season on the line, going back to Atlanta, and I think they, they get some call. And Jimmy Butler won him the game. I mean, Mike, well, 45, had 45 last night. Couldn't
4: stop him. And again, down the stretch, he couldn't do anything wrong. He was hitting everything he put up, that fadeaway three that he hit, and then just, like, uncontested driving to the hoop. So, But we saw mm-hmm. this again, right? We knew that this season was going to be a little bit different with the officials. They weren't going to allow players to do these step-back threes and, sure. yep. you know, force the contact and get away with it and go to the free-throw line. A uh, rough night again for Trey Young, and he talked about, you know what, the officials. Yeah, I, I'm not really on board with what they're doing right now.
2: It's tough. Obviously, we felt like we let one slide. You can't let it let it uh, linger too far. I mean, we got another game in a couple of days, so um, I mean, obviously, we felt like we let one slip away. But I mean, if the refs going to let them be as physical as they are and not call fouls, I mean, it's going to be hard to really do anything anyway. So uh, it's got to be got to be a little bit. Um, um, better with knowing where we got to be and just be ready to take care of home.
5: That's interesting. We can't do anything if they're not going to call fouls. Uh, it backfired on Nick Nurse in it game did. two. We'll see if Atlanta get call gets calls in game three. They're also twenty and three at home since January seventh. Correct. I live and breathe. I, I think they'll flip it huh? in game three for Atlanta. Okay. Yep. Yep. I like the Hawks Friday too.
4: Yep. Now again, but we'll talk about this more mm-hmm. coming up in about fifteen minutes if you pay attention to some of these numbers in Game 3 where these teams are down 0-2, and going back and they're catching some points, they're still favored first quarter, first half. Because books have adjusted now over the years.
5: Yeah. Well, it was so good for that three-year stretch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My God,
4: what a night. Can't well, And and that's the Grizzlies team that we fell in love with this year, too. Yes. That was great. We were kind of expecting that the entire playoffs. Good didn't job. happen in Game 1 against the T-Wolves, and the T-Wolves were awesome in that game. But last night, that team was so much fun to watch. And they, they have been the entire year. I, they're so deep; they can hit you with waves of, of talent coming off the bench. It's you know, Morant was just some of his passing last night. Um, but again, we're talking about two guys like Brandon Clark and uh, Tillman off the bench.
5: That guy should have played in Game One. I would agree. And not Adams. Yeah. That was come on. But I think we
4: saw the adjustments last night, and so they blow out the, t- the Timberwolves, and now I mean this series I think can be really really good because I would anticipate the T Wolves getting a game in Minnesota. And it did kind of be like yeah, right, two maybe. 2 after four games.
5: I could see that happening. Yeah. One more quick rant here. And for the sake of the league and the fans, let them play, please. You can't. 33 free throws in the first quarter. Yeah. How long did that take? It was uh, yeah. not very friendly. Come on, guys. On the ice. These, guys, these officials have got to stop this. The egos. It mm-hmm. Just let them play. Like, the, you know, and it completely flipped in the Boston game. They called everything in the first quarter and then let them play. Yeah. But you, you can't sit here and have a free throw shooting contest. And the first quarter takes 45 minutes. I, I can't stand that. I know
4: it also. But when it is an obvious call, I hate it when players are like, oh my God, I didn't touch him. And they go to the replay. You're like, it was a double axe handle across the forehead. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, the first hour of follow the money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. A full betting recap from last night with winsome, some, And I cannot believe what this Hall of Famer is requesting. Pauline and I are probably going to butt heads on this. Ridiculous story, in my opinion. That's coming up next year on v
5: v the sports betting network. We're all in for the draft next week right here in Las Vegas. A special draft preview show this Sunday at 6 p.m. Tim Murray, Sean King will break down all the first-round prospects and props. Their guests will include Brent Musburger, Michael Lombardi. The draft preview this Sunday, 6 p.m., exclusively on v And download our NFL Draft Betting Guide. Best bets, mock drafts, everything you need to score big this draft season. Just $10. VEASAN.com slash draft for more info. $10. com slash draft. Get up there. So, we've each lived in Las Vegas now for 20 plus years. We went to a lot
4: of UNLV home basketball games over the years, right? Lon Kruger had them really good about 10 or 12 years ago. Um, How many times at the Thomas and Mack Center, Paulie, when they would play, would you hear the home crowd? And by the way, they would sell out sometimes, like 18,000 when Kruger was the coach. How many times would the home crowd be like pissed off or scream at the referees because UNLV wasn't covering the game? Never saw it. I don't recall it happening. I never saw it.
5: Would they cheer? I, I like never saw, I, I, never, I never saw. I never saw. Remember, David Stern told us and, and many others that I didn't. David Stern was against gambling because he didn't want the home team, the fans, to leave the game disappointed because the home team won but didn't cover. Correct. Yep. So some people don't get it.
4: Yep. So, you know, being out here in Las Vegas, like where it has been legal for a long, long time, people here were obviously used to it. And maybe they would cheer occasionally at UNLV home games when the total would get there on the over and, you know, late couple of baskets, whatever, put it there and they'd cheer for that. But some of the comments that were played this week on ESPN, and I love Adrian Wojnarowski. He's like the best reporter of all time. The breaking news is incredible, his connections are insane. I will preface it by saying mostly he's wrong on these comments. But there's a little bit where he is right, in my opinion, and I will try to explain that on the the back end, but you can judge it for yourself. Here's Woj talking about sports betting and fans and the in-arena experience today.
6: We're going to see more of this in the league. Nothing to do with, there's a different dynamic with Kyrie Irving in Boston. Mm -hmm. But as gambling becomes more prevalent in the arena, people gambling on almost everything everything that goes on with the game and they're drinking players organizations and you talk to them they already feel it in the arena and when people are losing money in real time and they're pointing to a player on the court that said hey i bet you to score more points in the second quarter than somebody else and i lost you're adding an element to that that we're not talking as much about but is a real factor in this league and i think you are going to see more instances. Of, of fans being even more vitriotic yeah. toward players in this league. And it's an issue they're going to have to deal with, but it comes, I think, with the influx of gambling money right. that everyone's going to profit off of, both players and the league and the, and the BRI. Yeah, b- But it's going to impact the way the relationship between fans and players in real time. And okay, let's calm down a second here.
4: First of all, there isn't a fan in the world upset over... this It's a bad example by Woj. Over somebody scoring more points in the second quarter than another player, it's not happening. And if you're betting that stuff, the limits are going to be super low anyway, and it might be a same game parlay, or whatever. But it does. Come on, let's let's be real. Everybody on the set was agreeing with him, right? Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, well, we got news for you. Uh, gambling has been around for a long, long time, legally out here in Las Vegas, and illegally everywhere in the world for a long, long time. And fans have been completely unruly for how many years now, Paulie? So. To think that legal sports betting now is going to be the reason why fans are completely upset and yelling at players and unruly in arenas, it's like, guys, it's been going on for a long time. And And the the number one factor, if you really want to be realistic about this, is alcohol. Yes. And it's not even close.
5: It almost feels like they were handed before the show about, hey, can you say this? Uh, Will you mention this? mm -hmm. Every guy agrees with them. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And my point earlier about some people just don't understand and get it. Now, there are new people to this space. Oh, there's a lot. But, I mean, oh, sure. that, that's fair. But, I mean, mm-hmm. as you tweeted, there's a, there's a brawl at every NFL game in a stadium. I mean, but that's alcohol-related, too, and just lunatics and, and fans, short for fanatics. But the other thing is, this is also a part of society, too. Whether you tweet something on political mm-hmm. or you tweet something about a mask, look what the reaction's going to be. Sure. And it's it's uh, maybe the, the Kyrie thing is different. And I know we talked about that because betting isn't legal in Massachusetts and uh, what he said, and gambling's been around for a long time. People have been betting for a hundred years. But you, you look at fantasy football, how people react. This is nothing new about just an uh, innocuous tweet about, "Hey, you cost me money. I lost my fantasy team. Whatever." With what happened, so it, it's absolutely ridiculous that he would say that, and everyone would agree too. But it's just, this is just who we are now, and I don't know if it's strength in numbers or the Wolfpack mentality. Someone said this also on ESPN about would you really do this if you saw Kyrie out today at, at, at McDonald's or something? Boston, yes, they would. Oh, a, thousand a thousand percent they, percent would. they would. No question would you say they would. Oh, you're only doing that because you're surrounded by uh, other Celtic no. fans. I, no. I was heckling. I was 10 years old walking to Fenway in a twin shirt on. The guy told me twins suck. I mean, this is, right. that's what they do. It's Boston. They're passionate fans. They're great right. fans. But this, this – I think it's completely ridiculous in what he said. It, again, it feels like it was forced to be a talking point, mm. And for every guy up there to agree with them is, is lunacy.
4: To your point about fantasy, players have been responding, like, on social media now for a while and in the stadiums to fans saying, I don't care about your fantasy team. Now that's parlayed, pardon the expression, the pun, uh, into sports betting. And players do respond on social media by saying... I don't care about your parlays. They've said that. I, I, I saw it actually earlier this week. I think it was during a, a play-in game, actually, going back to last weekend. Um, also, like people are getting too hung up in, oh, sports betting isn't even illegal in Massachusetts. Yeah, he brought up that, again, as an example. But Woj, again, if you listen closely, to his credit, he was using a, this as a general statement across the entire country for every sport, like in every single city, or maybe the NBA in every single city, basically, not just Boston, where it's not legal in Massachusetts. So forget about that for a second as well. But the part where I do agree with Woj is, and con- combined with what you just said. And so, you know, most of you watching or listening to this show, you bet on games. And you've been, you've been betting on games for a long, long time. But some people that listen to VSIN and other betting platforms, they don't. In fact, I got a long email from somebody who was at Boston in game one for the Nets Celtics who never bets on games, but he loves our show. So thank you for that, for chiming in. And he said the betting had nothing to do with it. They said, when you leave Boston and treat the city like this, the fans will then turn on you. There you go. We we will treat you like a god when you deserve it. But when you act like Kyrie and you're a child, that's when the fans go nuts. Mm -hmm. And so betting had nothing to do with it whatsoever. Um, But we forget about people that have been doing this for a long, long time. There are plenty of new people to the space, right, who are now going to be dabbling in sports betting for the first time ever. So you combine that with – you know, entitlement and social media and videos that, you know, they, they want to become popular with, and they want them to go, they want them to trend and go viral with alcohol. Then I think like that combination to some extent, little extent is like a deadly trio. Yes.
5: Someone want, if you lose a bet, a lot of people want to blame someone as well. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought this would win. I'm, sure. I'm pissed off. I lost my money. It's your fault. That, the other thing is blaming the officials, but you can't change tinfoil hat guy. You know, a guy who thinks – but the, the officiating is a, right. pro, a problem, too, if you have a missed call and, and someone loses a bet. the As you said, too, the the player prop example is a horrendous example. goes back to Al Leiter. Oh, we can't have legal sports betting. Guys are going to be driving around, betting half a million dollars on first pitch ball strike uh, goes with inside up. information. Like, it doesn't work that yeah. way, Al. The, the movie Uncut Gems. Yeah, there's another one. Okay. Right. Not That's not even the reason why I didn't like the
4: movie. There was another reason. It was the screaming and the yelling the entire time. But – um. Yeah, so basically, mostly total nonsense. But some truth, I think, and again, too, like I just, the, I used to love traveling, Paul. I used to love it. The whole idea, hey, we're getting away for a few days. I can't wait to go on vacation, Have an air, show up early, have an airport beer, whatever. People watch. The idea of traveling now for the last 15 years of my life gives me more anxiety than anything in my entire life whatsoever. You want to know why? It's because of how people operate. And when you see these videos about people who, the mask thing or whatever, and they would just create, you know, video would be running and they make it all about themselves, and they're completely outraged for no reason whatsoever, and they want to cause a fight when you're up in the air. What is wrong with you? And, and people taking their shoes and socks off on flights forever. Who who lives like this,
5: right? Yeah. Um, well, just post something somewhat controversial, or you know, oh yeah, on Twitter and just see the reaction. But the other thing I would say to Woj is, you also have to point the finger at the players. Again, you can't uh, you can't say to Kevin Durant, take over the game, KD, and he says, shut the bleep up, right. But the, this back and forth cannot go on between the players and the The players can't do this. You can't act like they, that. They are, you can't be what's – with. everyone has a phone now and has videos. Right. You can't say, S-my-D to a fan because you say he sucks. Right. It's ridiculous what Adam Silver's allowing to go on right mm-hmm. now. And that, I, I, that's also part of the problem with what's going back and, and how players are acting too and treating the fans. Yeah, There's nothing I, wrong with a little good heckling. Sure. I would absolutely say that, and
4: I can say because I can't prove it, but it feels to me like over the last – a couple of years, when you factor in all of this, right, with the way fans do behave, but also like video, players interact more today than ever before. The way it feels to me, anyway. And that's, again, you you said earlier, adding gasoline to the fire, It's exactly what he did the other night. So Yes. Uh, it is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The email is ftm at vsin.com. To get your reaction on that, ftm at vsin.com. dot uh, the first hour of follow the money is brought to you exclusively by uh, BetRivers, your hometown sports book. Get a 100% first deposit match bonus now with the code 250MATCH. Must be 21 plus offers not valid in all areas. Check BetRivers.com for full offer details and rules.
5: VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. We're all in for the draft next week in Vegas. Special draft preview show this Sunday, 6 p.m. Tim Murray, Sean King will break down the first round prospects and props. They'll have Brett Musburger on, Michael Lombardi, Mike Golick, and his son. Visit the draft preview, excuse me, VSEN draft preview special this Sunday, 6 p.m., exclusively right here, and download the NFL draft betting guide. For just $10, com slash draft for more info, vison.com slash draft, more info.
4: Okay, so how about this news uh, that picked up a lot of steam over the weekend, looks like it's going to happen. The likely landing spot for NFL Sunday ticket
5: is Apple. Should I be nervous? Should, I be, should we be worried? Well, why? Uh, how's it going to work? Is it T V It's just bam. Everything right there, the Everything game right makes there. piece of cake. Is this, How much does it change things with Apple? Well, I think you just fire up the
4: Apple app on your TV, uh-huh. and then you're going to be able to toggle through. and I'm guessing that they're going to have many options on there. Um, I would trust Apple to make it a really good product. Um, I think Amazon is going to kill it with their package as well that they have for
5: Thursday Night Football. Uh, These I'm, are, but- I'm a little scared, though. I mean, this is, I don't know anything about cars, guns, stereo equipment before back in the day, and all this stuff, apps. I don't, you know, oh, download this, watch it here, put this, connect it here. I'm, I have no idea. No clue.
4: Can, can you toggle no. through the remote at your home and, like, search apps and put those, install those on your get TV? That, yeah. Are you good at that? I can get that done. Okay. Then it should be a pretty simple process because all you do is just log into Apple TV then with your account. And once you're in the Apple, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, I think it's going to pop up as one of the very first and things it, It'll appear just appear
5: like that. It'll appear like that. And it'll it's be, it, it'll it's be a like Ted Lasso morning show when there's a Sunday uh, ticket. Okay, okay. Uh, well, the other thing is, too, about the rude awakening coming up this Thursday with Amazon. You're like, well, uh, where, where, where's where, the game? Oh, that's
4: happened? Well, you, you put it this way. Every sing they could send out reminders to every human being on the planet and send like alerts on your phone. Right. Like it's an Amber alert. Hey, re- reminder. Beep, beep, beep. Thursday Night Football's on Amazon. People are going to be like, where the hell do I find the game? I can't get it on Channel 3 tonight? What?
5: That's going to be a problem. Well, doing it and also being lazy is another problem, too. About, I'm oh, I going to download this now. It's sitting waiting. I got to all the problems. I mean, oh, sure. But, sure. but, but the, the it's Chernoff tweet about in-play. I don't think it's a big deal because, again, we've talked about this like the last month. I cannot believe how far behind we are now. We are like 60 seconds behind the actual game with what you're watching in the actual game and the in play, well, the the feed that they have too. I mean, Sunday's a perfect example. I got the Celtics game on, but then it's going to run into the, the other game coming up on TNT. TNT's got the pregame show on, but I have that on mute, so I'm watching the finish. And out of the corner of my eye, I see Barkley go crazy. I'm like, "Well, well, something happened." And then thirty seconds later, there's the buzzer beater sure. from Tatum because Barkley's jumping up and down and going going crazy, waving his hands when uh, Tatum hits the buzzer beater. Well, you are sixty seconds behind as it is right now. You're talking, and what do you have in play? And you're talking about no, no, I know this. but You're He's talking about like, just cable TV. Yeah, but that, yeah, but that's I'm, I'm telling people if you're watching a game. And then you go to Yahoo or ESPN, you can sit there and do play-by-play. You're like three or four possessions oh, oh, behind. Oh. We saw that with March Madness, too, about how yeah. far behind you are with what you're watching compared to what's going on, and if you if you use your phone and you're looking at the play-by-play and what's going on. In the well, game. certainly, like, if you stream stuff, and I stream a lot of games,
4: you are behind by a good minute, maybe sometimes 90 seconds. But I think if you, so you have regular cable. This was regular so you're yeah, noticing this is now, regular. I think the best way to do it, unfortunately, is you have to go back to like the, almost like the bunny ears and pulling in like the local stations that you have when games are on yeah. that kind of network or cable television. Now we just pull it in like that. You're going to have like a 13 yeah.
5: second delay, maybe tops. Adam's tweet, and it, it ties into a lot of things now, is just going to have, it's going to be uh, commercial or pass. Oh, well, this is, a, yeah. Commercial or pass because you can't it's, right? it's going to become, so this
4: is exactly what Adam Chernoff tweeted. Adam Chernoff Awesome on the NFL. joined us every single year in the betting space. He's very, very good. He tweeted out, what happens to in-play betting when NFL Sunday ticket moves to Apple TV and uh, data feeds are 60 seconds ahead of the stream for every NFL game on Sunday? That's going to happen if it's not already in most spots where you're going to be watching games. And I think that, like, look, I'm getting, I, this is really obvious at this point. I personally do not and I cannot bet games unless I'm watching them. But, it's turning mm-hmm. into now where you're going to have to wait for a commercial break like every single time, because you don't know exactly how far you're going. Because you're right, if you track a game on your phone, on a Yahoo app or sports alerts app, and you're watching the game at the same time, they, they, a touchdown could be scored, and meanwhile they're looking at a third and three, and you see a running play on TV, and you're like, "What the hell is happening?" They got one more, and then they go no. for it on fourth down, they score a touchdown.
5: No. Good point earlier too about this was this way a couple years ago. Maybe it's still true. But if you would watch the game on non-HD, that yep. the, you, you you were ahead. Y- yes. You were right. ahead of right. the feed. It's like, oh, wait, goal in hockey? Oh, bam. Oh, this here comes a long, Roethlisberger back to pass, touchdown. Oh, or at least it's going to be a bomb. Sure. The guy's going to score. Oh, I'm ahead. You know, they're behind 30 seconds. Right. It's wild. Right. If you actually go,
4: I think the best feed that anybody can get on a game is to actually go out in your car, turn it on, Put on the local radio station carrying a game that night, and that's going to be real time what's happening. But then you're also listening to the game and you're not watching it. But if you listen to satellite radio, that's also going to be behind a little bit. You have to listen to like terrestrial radio here to get real live like time, you know, play by play as it's happening. Otherwise, now with any of the feeds that you're watching, and this is going to be big
5: now on Apple, uh, you are talking about probably
4: a sixty second delay.
5: Yeah. I know how much it pisses us off that what, what they try to play it off as live on uh, Red Zone. It's like, wait a second, that touchdown was three minutes ago. Sure, what are you doing? and mm-hmm. you pl- they're passing it off like it's live. Yep. Oh, let's go to Cincinnati. Burrow back the pass. They, what's what's going happen five here? Five minutes ago. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's an issue. Yeah. that's a problem. Interesting. So good. What do you think tonight? This is wild. You touched on it earlier. Philly and Toronto. Again, you're ninety three percent best of seven in the NBA uh, when you're up two nothing. Philly is plus 29 from the free throw line so far in the series. Okay, does that
4: continue tonight when they go back home and maybe, sorry, go back to Toronto now,
5: Yep. and maybe the Raptors get some home cooking here finally? If Embiid continues to be this dominant and aggressive, uh, I don't think there's anything they can do. I don't think it'll, now plus 29, the first two games, I don't think it'll be that egregious. Uh, But also, they've had a tough whistle, and Nurse called them out after game one, and it, it also didn't work. And Embiid said, quit bitching. But the other thing is, Toronto underdogs for the game. Toronto favored first quarter and first half. Correct. There you go.
4: Uh, Looking at around a half a point. It was one yesterday. It was one, so it came down a little bit. Mm -hmm. So this morning, again, it could be at some spots, but I'm looking at uh, minus a half for the first quarter, minus a half for the first half.
5: And the same thing is true in Game 3, Denver at home to Golden State. Golden State favored, yet Denver favored. Golden State for the game. Denver favored first quarter, first half, because this was a sick run the 0-2 angle bet the team first quarter, first half at home, our game three, and it was like 21, 22, whatever, but humans run down the numbers yesterday. It was ridiculous. And you just saw the how they, the bookmakers adjusted, and now it's been a, a bad run the last year or so because it's, there's no value. It's crazy yep. now well, how, if, how they're adjusting.
4: Of the teams that are down 0-2 now and playing in a game three at home, the Raptors, the Nuggets, which one are you more likely to fire on?
5: Uh, or six. pass. Hawks. Pass.
4: Hawks. Pass Hawks. Another one. Yes. Yeah.
5: I, I can't do it. They are. Philly is. I left them out for a reason. But. Okay. Philly is 136 points per 100 possessions in the first two games. Yeah. But that, that's, huh. that's I mean, tough. It, that's really <laughs> tough to continue. Yeah. Well, here, well, here's the thing. Here's what they have to do. It's flipped now. Because he's not the same player that he was in Brooklyn and definitely not Houston. You are correct. Their second best player is Maxi Harden. You have to make Harden score now. He's been great facilitating and getting guys involved, and he had 14 assists in game one. You have to make Harden and drive and finish. You have to. Mm-hmm. And they were actually giving it to him, and he was big no, they guys. Were. You know, Harris has been great, and Bede was great in game two, uh, but it, there's there's four or five guys that can score on the Sixers, and I thought it was a good job by Doc to get Danny Greed that many minutes because you don't have Feibel. Well, Feibel only played 10 minutes in the blowout of game two, but make Harden finish, make Harden score, okay? The other thing is, with the Barnes is doubtful. What do you do? You don't have a bench to begin with. And nurse only trusts about four guys on the team as it stands. Now who you
4: have, well, put it this way. I I will not be surprised for one second. If we come on the air tomorrow and we're recapping this game and the Raptors, like all three things could happen, right? Raptors cover the first quarter. The home crowd is electric. um, And it doesn't go that well for the 76ers in offense. And maybe they're not getting all those calls. They're also, you know, the Raptors have a halftime lead and, or if they win the game, all three of those things could happen. Doesn't yeah. mean I'm going to bet it that way. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm yeah. going to bet
5: the game. You might be right, but on these two, these two examples here, I just think there's just a, a big difference, and I'm, I'm I'm surprised. I am surprised how, how Philly has bombed them in the first two games. Yeah. But the Barnes injury, the Trent illness, uh, what's going on with Young, and, and putting Embiid on Siakam was another great move by mm-hmm. Doc in Game Two. It it's it right now they're they're. And in hard, I love hard and under, too, by the way. 20 and a half, 20 points, and a half, a half points. But that's, no. I, yeah. I, I think they're with these injuries and, and, a, and a short bench, even with thigh ball out, I don't think Toronto can do it. And I definitely, you have to love the way the Warriors are playing. And the, no supporting cast with Joker. Okay, great. But that's, I'll answer my own question. I'm going to go Nuggets.
4: I'm going first quarter, first half, and probably for the game with the Nuggets. I think all of those players that went nuts for Golden State at home, Different story on the road, and the players who did not step up to help Joker
5: yeah. in the first two games, they will play better at home. The first quarter should be high scoring. The first two games of the first quarter went under. That shouldn't happen. Yeah, Joker, just, he's going to win. He's
4: winning the MVP again. Yes. They're not going to get swept, I don't think. Okay. I think they're taking one of these games at home, at least against Cone uh, State, to make it somewhat interesting. Here, it is Follow the Money on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: The Sports Betting Network.
4: Back on the program, this is Follow the Money here on VCIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, as we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. We'll continue talking NBA in tonight's big game three up in Toronto. The Raptors now hosting the 76ers, and Jerome Weitzman joins the program now. Um, NBA writer, Fox Sports, also author of the book Tanking to the Top. Your own. thanks for the time today. How are you?
3: I'm okay. I'm okay. A little later than it is on your end. So I'm guessing I'm doing better than you guys. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> no question. No question.
4: Uh, before we get into to the Game 3 tonight, uh, a question about your book, again, called Tanking to the Top on the 76ers process. Uh, and I'm sure you've talked about this so many times over the years, but I, I would love to get your perspective on this. The biggest mistake they made during the process, and I'll throw some picks at you. Jaleel Oko for third overall. Knowing what we know now, Ben Simmons first or Markel mm. Fultz first overall. And I'm not even going to include trading Mikkel Bridges, who they took 10th overall, his mom works in the city, or Michael Carter-Williams at 11th.
3: Uh, yeah, the Bridges one is, I mean, that's a, I mean, that was, yeah, that, was, that was, by the way, that was just, we know, not to go down complete memory lane, but that was in that middle, the uh, that intermediate time when um, Brian Colangelo, post Burner Gate, before the Sixers had a GM, <laughs> So Brett Brown was running the team, basically, but really a minority owner um, was the one who was making decisions there and had pushed for the uh, the trading in Mikhail Bridges, um, which is always interesting. I'm going to go, to me, it's Julia Logo for, right? So Fultz, I try to be fair in my, uh, all criticism, but especially draft criticism. And the Fultz thing is, um, you know, everyone except Daddy Ainge basically had Fultz as a number one pick there, right? Um and, and assume that Fultz would be this great player, or a really good player. Um, and he had sort of a, um, we'll say, a short-circuiting instead of a meltdown. I'll be kinder. Um, so I'll be, uh, to me, that's different. Um, to me, it's really all local four because they already had Nerlens Noel and Joel Embiid. Um, they, there was some red flags on all the four. Um, that was Sam Pinky's last pick. Um, it's unclear or how, how you know, they, the Sixers themselves didn't necessarily love him. Um, they kind of figured he was just the best guy on the board, and maybe they trade somebody. It was not a guy they really wanted, so that to me is the one that uh, was a big mistake. And then Okafor struggling there. We don't have to re- go over the whole book, but Okafor—the picking of Okafor basically was what led to Sam Sanhiki's outing, right? Because mm. he had issues there, and there was the uh, the drunken fight in Boston, and that's when the league got involved, and that's sort of the uh, that's sort of the string that undid the whole thing.
4: Fair enough. Okay, so then what are you expecting tonight? Uh, as this series uh, series now shifts back to Toronto. And of course, Nick Nurse upset with the calls the 76ers have been getting. It's been a parade to the free throw line, but a lot of contact down low with M B do you, do you expect his dominance to continue tonight? Um, and do you expect um, Maxi to continue to play like this?
3: So I expect they'd be dominant. I mean, like Toronto, they don't have a big man, right. which is what they're really good at. And, and against let's say 28 teams in a league, that's a good strategy. There are two guys, Jokic and Embiid, that, who punish you, right? Every other big man in the league, like, if if you're playing Memphis and they want to feed Stephen Adams in the post over and over, you'll say, God bless. You know, that's okay. Um, Toronto doesn't have a big man. Embiid is as good as anyone in the NBA right now. And, not only do they not have a big man, but they're sending three bodies at him, to him at a time. That's going to lead to fouls. He's really good at drawing fouls. These are not cheapies, right? It's like the way Embiid gets hit is not like the way James Harden gets hit. Um, he's drawing real physical contact down there. So I would expect, I mean, I know Nick Nurse is doing his thing and trying to lobby officials as much as he can publicly. Um, we'll see how that continues to work. Um, maybe the free throws go down a little bit, but... Yeah, uh, I would expect Embiid to continue going to the line. Sybil um, not playing is going to be a huge difference, a huge issue for the Sixers. The thing is, we don't know like who's Scotty Barnes. What's his? I gotta look. I don't remember what his latest update is. But between him and Gary Trent Jr., it looks like he's recovering from some sort of <laughs> illness. That you know, we've all been there. Um, I, I don't know. I think Toronto's in trouble here, which I know it's not a hot take, but it's, it, it's t- still he looks great. Toronto. Uh, looks a little iffy, they're going to ride Van Bleed and Siakam. I don't know, like, can you play those guys 40 minutes a game and get this, get that much out of them? That's going to be tough. And you asked about Maxi, and Maxi's fantastic. I just had a story go up on, uh, you know, a little plug, but you can read it about Maxi. And, like, you know, you hear stories about athletes working hard, and he is one of these guys who works harder than Everyone, the Sixers had, like, these blackout days, preventing him from going to the gym because he was going in too much. And his ability to play alongside Harden and alongside Embiid, and he's a great shooter, and he gives them these fast break points which they didn't have before. Um, and he kind of just he adds so much, and I think he's going to be the key here. as Harden maybe doesn't look like the James Harden of old.
5: Yes, excellent point. So if they're going to make a deep run, it might have to come down to Maxi, and he has to be consistent because Harden is not the same player that he was even in Brooklyn, and he and he's not scoring. So as, as a facilitator, is that good enough? And can they make a deep run? And what do, you, what do you, can Harden turn this around? I mean, the game plan tonight has to be let Harden try to score and make Harden finish if you're Toronto.
3: I completely agree with what you said, right? And I'd be honestly surprised if they didn't do that. Like, to me, the, then, to me, the, the way you play Harden now is you kind of go up on him, you switch everything on his pick and rolls, and you, you don't help, right? He wants to find those shooters in the corners. Tobias Harris, who's been fantastic. Um, Danny Green, he wants to kick the ball around and make him finish Go into contact and not even go for the foul, but they can actually go by you and finish strong in paint. Um, and I would be surprised if that's not the strategy. Um, so yeah, I, it's not like we were talking about this before before we went on the air. Um, Harden has the skill set. Okay, so in terms of the burst, like the burst isn't there. Is this right? A, because he's aging. Is this because of the hamstring? I don't know. I guess we'll see more next season. But it just—it's clear it's not there right now. And he has the ability to adjust because he's such a good passer and he's so smart and he's still a good shooter and he can manipulate the defenses. And you see some of these assist totals he's racking up. Um, the question is, is he willing to do that? And you know, what he's so good at, if you watch the games, you know, he'll take pull the defense one inch in the wrong direction, hit maxi and maxi, you know, catches the ball like he shot out of the cannon and drives to the hoop and breaks down the defense like that. Right. And you can, you can do things like that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see now, a, day, a couple days of adjustments, how Toronto adjusts, and how Philly attacks those Toronto adjustments.
5: Well said. Yeah, fair yes. enough.
4: Uh, assuming for a second here that the Sixers go on and beat the Raptors in this series, and the same is true mm-hmm. for Miami against the Hawks, and they meet in the second round here. Um, early prediction on what you would like there with Philadelphia and Miami playing in a seven-game series?
3: Yeah, I think seven games. I don't know. That's a, that's a really that's a really good series. And we saw Jimmy Butler yesterday. Well, was it 45? Um, you know, again, uh, Miami has, I know Bam's not a center the way we think of, but he's has but he's, they got more size with guys, TJ Soccer. like Miami has the bodies to match up with Philly the, Miami's issue has been half court offense. That's been their issue throughout the season. Um, Philly, the Sixers half court you can exploit them a little bit in the half court. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, I don't know, I guess I'm supposed to, this is a Vegas show, right? I'm supposed to pick something. I don't know. To me, it's a seven game series, yeah, right? That's fair. Really evenly matched. Yep.
4: You can follow him on Twitter. He's at your own Weitzman and read him at Fox Sports. Your own, Thanks for the time today. Enjoy the game tonight.
5: Thanks guys. Thank it, you. Be good. You know, good point about you, the burst. Isn't there. Is it because of the, the hammy, the, the injuries, uh, the age. How, how about out of shape too? Yep. I mean, you're a professional basketball player. You run. You're a basketball player. I mean, what's that diet He's coming in with the front porch. Well, he's herky. That's jerky. why Durant was so pissed at him too. Yeah. I think he waddles up the court a little bit more than well, anything
4: else. Now. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, he's 9 to 26 so far. And I I like I like under 20 and a half tonight. But that that's got to be the C- game. Well, part. here's the thing. Like if, because if he how, how for, w- if he goes for 30 35, God bless you, they be that that's how you have to do it if you're Toronto. Right. How will the Raptors
4: neutralize Embiid? Right? Because isn't that your thought behind this? Oh, like they're, they're not going to, to. Sl- stop him down low because they don't have the guy or the guys to do that. Right. So Embiid in theory should still go off or be the center point the focal point of the offense meaning that Harden's going to just let it uh, uh, you know leave it up to him and
5: maxie to beat him ah uh, you're drawn dead you you just pray that they miss because if you're going to collapse and send all those guys at him he's a solid passer so I just whip it out to Harris green whoever these are wide yeah. open threes mm-hmm. and then Harden also penetrating but then you 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 collapse he's kicking it out let him go to the bat make him earn it Make him go to the basket and finish. I don't think he wants to do that. Yeah, sometimes I really feel like
4: I miss my calling. By the way, and I feel like I should have been a talent evaluator. I, I do vividly recall that everybody except Danny Ainge had Markel Fultz going number one overall. But everybody. Well,
5: not only that. I, I, not I, only I, that. I, he convinced he convinced the Sixers that he wanted Fultz. So not only did they take Fultz over Tatum, they gave up a pick. Absurd. Yeah,
4: the whole thing. Automatically coming out of college that year, to me, it was a no brainer. Tatum had to go number one overall. And it wasn't Fultz or Lonzo Ball number two. It should have been De'Aaron Fox number two. The Lakers should have taken De'Aaron Fox number two. Forget about Lonzo Ball. I know where he's from, Chico Hills or whatever. De'Aaron Fox killed him in college. and was He was a better college basketball player and translated better to the NBA than either one of those guards. I did not get the fascination with Markel Fultz. I, I didn't get it. He was very athletic. Good for him. Yeah. I watched I watched Tatum that year. Just and they got beat in the second round by South Carolina, but I thought Tatum just he popped off the screen. It was a no brainer. You had to take him number one.
5: Mask job. Yep. The other thing too, when you go back and look at this, I don't know if it's the be all end all, but I think you should be able to. You have to win something at college too. Maybe, Fultz and Ben Simmons. They they couldn't even get to the tournament. That team at Washington was terrible. Yeah. Which no, they were off. uh, Yeah. And and Ben Simmons couldn't even get to the tournament. I mean, yeah. And, yeah, I think he found a way. Yeah, I,
4: there were red flags on both those guys, I thought. Fair. Yeah. Uh, up next, getting plenty of reaction, by the way. Uh, good tweets, good emails on the Thursday night broadcast and what bars across the country, Paulie, could look like if they get Apple TV. Oh. Don't sleep on that. Oh, Travesty yeah. in America. Yes. And uh, just comments about sports betting and unruly fans now because of it. It's coming up here. And follow the Money Decent, the Sports Betting Network.
3: He said, The Sports Betting Network.
5: Top horse racing plays generated by First Bet's artificial intelligence-driven handicapping program. Parks Race Course, Race Seven. The program likes One. Live Eight at six to one on the morning line. Keeneland Race Eight likes the Eight. Art Heist seven to two on top. Bet these races and the others in First Bet app. Sign up today with First Bet. Use the code Vegas one thousand. For an instant $10 free plus up to a $1,000 bonus. vsincom slash horses for details. vsincom slash horses. Brian Mahoney joins us now. Covers the NBA for the Associated Press. Big with the covering the Nets as well. Kind enough to join us to talk about Pivotal Game 2 tonight. Appreciate the time, sir. Your level of concern that something could happen in the arena tonight.
7: Yeah, I mean, I think they'll have to watch it very cautiously. I mean, obviously... You know, last year someone threw a water bottle at Kyrie Irving and, mm-hmm. you know, tensions are, you know, seems just as high if not higher right now. So uh, I would hope they already were on top of this and certainly after game one, the, the back and forth, I would hope they're, you know, upping it even even more to make sure everyone stays, you know, safe and, and not out of line.
5: How do you, you knew the man well and interviewed him many times. How do you think David Stern would have handled this with the players going back at the fans and the middle fingers and, and everything that's transpired so far?
7: I think we'd hear more from him. Obviously, Uh, you know, he used to go around to the first round cities and he would do a lot of, you know, media availabilities. And I'm sure we, you know, he would say this, this can't happen, Uh, you know, and and we know it shouldn't happen. And, but you know, at least, yes, uh, there should be more of a direct, we're disappointed in our fan. We're disappointed in our players. Uh, You know, this is not good for the NBA to seeing this kind of thing going on. And uh, yeah, I think it'd be nice to, to hear that from the league office a little more
5: hmm Totally agree. Totally with you. Yep. Uh, game one was surprising on several fronts. See what you think. But it looked like Boston was going to blow them out. You had all the foul calls and in the in the trip, the parade to the free throw line in the first quarter. Boston has the 15-point lead. And then the Nets somehow make a big run with Durant sitting on the bench as Kyrie went off. And then maybe you could say Boston steals one uh, as they, 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 they're down three late and they get the win with the buzzer beater. What did you think of Game One, and if anything of that can carry over into Game Two?
7: Yeah, I mean it was a crazy game ball where you know probably four different times in our fourth quarter I thought I knew who was going to win and just yeah. changed my mind. Yeah, it's back and forth. The you know I think it just kind of shows that that game how good you know Boston's defense is, where you know Kyrie kind of torched them for most of that fourth quarter, and then on the pivotal play of the game, they defended him unbelievably. And made him give the ball up and, you know, force Durant to a tough shot. Just kind of shows that, you know, you could score on them sometimes, but, you know, they can get stops with anybody. And uh, so I think, you know, both teams should feel like we, you know, we feel like we can get stuff done, but Boston. You know they are a tough, tough defense, and they got guys who could score. That last play, the way they moved the ball around, uh, you know they got a lot of confidence in their offense right now.
4: Yeah, no question. They have plenty of guys, Brian, and that's going to be my next question for you. Is that Marcus Smart was big offensively with 20 points, and they needed every single one of them to win that game number one. But he just was named Defensive Player of the Year, and I think it meant a lot to him and his teammates that he won that award. You could tell when he spoke to the fellas on TNT and leading up to it as well what it meant to him and with Kyrie going off in game one do you think smart's like okay look uh, I'm the defensive player of the year I-, I need to concentrate defensively give me Kyrie this is easier said than done but give me Kyrie tonight I have to neutralize him and other guys can step up offensively
7: I could definitely see that it's uh, for sure and uh you know but also I think they feel confident that they could switch that around throw more looks at him and uh you know, I just think they have such a great balance, that team, where, you know, again, you mentioned the offense, too. Orford played unbelievable on both ends the other day. You know, they have guys who do it get it done on both ends, and a team like the Nets really doesn't. They have guys who, you know, you know, elite offensive players, but they don't have the kind of stoppers that Boston does and the ability to switch, you know, mm-hmm. uh, matchup yes. and stuff like that. You know, not many teams do.
5: Oh, you're exactly right. Boston's going to get whatever they want, and they've had no problems in every meeting this year scoring on Brooklyn so Brooklyn's going to have to outscore them. But you're going to see that Kyrie and and Durant have to play major minutes and being around the team and covering the team. What's the game plan for Nash? And as you watch the team, who can you count on other than maybe Curry to step up with a supporting cast? Drogic gave him 14 in game one. Brown played well in the play-in game. But, I mean, who do you really count on and depend on? God forbid if Kyrie is so-so or Durant is an off night, what do they do?
7: I mean, I don't know if there is a play and C if that's the case, unfortunately for them, but uh, you know, Drummond played very well down the stretch and in, in the play in game, he was great against Cleveland. Uh, you know, Curry, I thought played about as well as he could play the other night based on the injury he's had with his foot down the stretch, but you know, they Nash doesn't seem to have a lot of confidence in, in, in even in some veteran guys, uh, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin haven't gotten off the bench. Uh, you know, he's really lowered his rotation and, you know, yeah, Durant and Kyrie are going to play well, you would expect, but those major, major minutes. And, you know, a team like Boston will wear you down. Uh, we saw that with Durant probably. So uh, hopefully for the Nets' case, they find someone else to step up, but I'm just not sure who it is.
5: What happens when the series shifts to Brooklyn? I mean, do we see Ben Simmons, and do you think it's a good idea to bring him back after not playing in a game over a year?
7: I get the sense we're going to see him. He seems to be getting closer and closer. As to whether it's a good idea, I just don't know. You know, I, I would feel like if you weren't playing all year, how much can we really expect you to get done here? Yep. Uh, but on the other end, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, is an elite defensive player, and maybe you say, okay, uh, you know, go out there and see what you can do against Tatum or Jalen Brown for a little while. Maybe they just think there's uh, you know, no better option, and uh, but it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I think it's hard to ask them to really be good at all after this kind of layoff.
5: Right. And the last time we saw him, he was 34% from the free throw line and passing, turning down wide open dunks. Uh, to me, there's no even, there's no sense in even guarding him if, if he plays because he's not going to shoot.
7: Well, I mean, that's exactly the problem, too. Uh, you know, it isn't like the last time we saw him, he was playing at an elite level. Uh, this was a guy who was, basically, you were playing four on five offensively. Uh, you know, will that change by now? Uh, who knows? Obviously, I think He'll play with more confidence than he played at the, at the end in Philadelphia, but you know, again, is he ready to really contribute on that end? I'm not sure, especially against as we're talking about a defense like Boston, who even can take away good players, let alone ones who are shaky on that end.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to see him come yeah. come back, Brian, just in case we get net Sixers in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals because we have to see that happen. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, I think I think that would be a great one to watch. Absolutely.
4: Yep. You think this is going to go seven games?
7: I, I do. Uh I, I picked Celtics for seven. Uh, you know, I, I think we just saw in that game one again how balanced uh, Boston is, how you know, how explosive Brooklyn is. It's hard to imagine either team to me winning this series easily. Uh so yeah, I, I think this one goes the full way.
4: Yeah. And do you like anybody tonight? Do you have an opinion on uh, who could win it?
7: You know, I, I would I would stick with Boston in game two. Uh but you know, again, I you know watch it. You know, I don't think Kevin Durant plays nearly as bad as in Game One either. Right. So uh, you know, if it if it flips, or Brooklyn wins it, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'll for now stick with the Celtics to take Game Two.
5: All right, uh, would you put would you put Claxton on the line and foul him? Hack of Claxton.
7: It's certainly got to look at for sure. Yes, uh, he was really he's really shaky up Whoa. there. And uh, you know, again, uh, that's keeping the ball out of Durant and Kyrie's hands. I certainly would put that as one of my. Things I would look to at some point during the game for sure.
4: Yep. How do you think this goes for uh, Philadelphia tonight as that series shifts back to Toronto now for the first time? They're going to be without Thibault?
7: That'll be interesting. Normally, I would say, okay, this is a balanced series, four or five, and I would say, okay, the, the whole team's going to win. But you know, with that would have, you know mean Scotty Barnes was healthy, which is not, and uh, you know Philadelphia won these two games so easily. I'm not sure anything changes. So, you know, Thibault hasn't played a huge role for them here, so. Uh, You know, the Sixers just have such incredible confidence right now, the way Maxie is playing. Uh, You know, even if they don't get game three, I would be surprised if they don't get one of them up there and, uh, you know, move on in this series. They just look like the the better, healthier team here.
5: Will we see Luka this weekend?
7: I think there's a chance. It seems like he's improving a little bit. Uh, The injury maybe is not too terrible, and and that would be huge for Dallas. Uh, You know, I didn't think they'd get either game without him. Or any game without him, they're just so reliant on him. So getting that game two, if they can get him back now, uh, you know they're they're in great shape. Even you know not you know not having home court anymore, uh, getting Luca and you know still in the series, that'd be a terrific break for them.
5: Thanks for a few minutes, Brian. Enjoy the games tonight. We'll talk to you soon.
7: Take care, guys. Thank you. You yep, got it. That
5: Brian C Mahoney on Twitter covers the NBA for the Associated Press and big with the Nets and the Knicks.
4: So, Celtics. I'm seeing in some spots down to three.
5: Okay. For the game. Yep. I'm with them. I I think Durant. You get a better performance out of Durant, no doubt. But I don't think Kyrie will play like that again. And then the sporting cast and what? Who do you depend? He's right. Aldrich uh, Van Gunny was calling for minutes for Aldrich. Mm -hmm. Dragic. That was a surprise. He did not play well this season either. And then you know it was acquired uh, when he was at Toronto. They acquired him later in the year. He Mm -hmm. had 14. That was found money. Curry's so-so. You're right, but he's compromised. Who do I depend on? Drummond? Uh, Hack? Mm. Claxton? I mean, I don't
4: know. No, I I mean, you can't go into a game banking on Drummond to give you, like, much at all. Like, if he gives you 10, it's like, okay, well, we'll take 10 for sure, right? But that you can't expect that. His player prop tonight is 8.5. I mean, if he gets around that number, I think you're happy if you're the Nets, right? But is Brown going to give you 12? His number's Mm 11.5.
5: Curry's 11.5. Big total, too. $2.26. Two twenty six. Yep. Yep. Adjusted series price, Boston, uh, almost $3. In the 2 dollars or $2.50 range.
4: In-pocket plays what we're betting next.
1: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
5: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment,